Hello and welcome to another episode of Dirty Dishes and today we are going to talk about the paranormal and that is because today is October 30th. We are talking about Halloween Eve and I talked to a friend of mine who does some paranormal activity and she answered some of my questions. She did not want to be on the podcast which I understand that some people do not like to talk or have their voices heard in audio format. So I am going to read off some of the questions and answers that I proposed to her. And of course the answers are from her. So one of my first questions was the prickly feeling on the back of our necks. Is that paranormal or are we just reacting to something? And I asked this question because sometimes we all get that like chill in the back of our neck or the hairs on the back of our neck stand up and we're like, Oh my gosh, is this paranormal activity? Am I just sweating? Or if you're a woman in your 40s or 50s, you're thinking, okay, is this just a hot flash? So my friend's response is that it could be both. It could be us just feeling something on the back of our neck, or it could actually be something paranormal. Um, Sometimes when you feel chills, goosebumps, or your hair stands up, It can give you an indication that a spirit is around or passed by. Your senses tell you something is not normal. So I think that's the key there, that something isn't normal. And you feel this little twinge like, what was that? Why am I feeling this? The second question that I asked was, we often think of ghosts in terms of white or see-through images. As far as paranormal, is that accurate or is it more about the energy we feel? She's like, this is a good question, but very opinionated by personal experience. Our group has experienced white balls of energy, sometimes called orbs or light anomalies, form into a white shadow of a person. We have also seen black shadows that resemble an actual person or apparition term used in paranormal field. We also feel the energy change if a spirit is near. It could be a temperature change or your body senses as mentioned before. So I think some of this is how open we are. This is my opinion on this. How open we are to understanding and feeling the paranormal or being open to those experiences. I think it's important that we understand that you have to be open to those experiences and have a belief of ghosts or the paranormal Um, to feel this way but I think there are people out there too that say it's not real but have had very powerful experiences. My third question to her was seeing something out of the corner of my eye is it me or something from the other side? She said it depends on the situation it could be easily explained as an object moving and you caught it in the corner of your eye or your intuition tells you something moved spiritually. I also believe in trusting your gut. If you think you saw something, then I would continue to investigate to debunk or prove the existence or a spirit or simply an object that has just moved. So it's interesting um, when we're sitting somewhere and we see something out of the corner of our eye and we're trying to trust what we see and we're really not sure what it is. And I have had this experience multiple times and I'm thinking, okay, I turned my head too quickly. I moved my eyes too quickly. It's just um, a flash. It's just something in my mind. It's my imagination. I think we've all felt that way at some point where we really don't know what is happening and we're trying to figure it out ourselves and sometimes it's scary and sometimes we can just brush it off. 
I know there's been multiple situations for myself where I just blow it off and I'm like, whatever, it's nothing to be concerned about, but maybe I am wrong. My fourth question was, how do I know if there's paranormal activity in my own home? And I think this is a great question because I think some of us that maybe live in older homes or have heard folklore about other people's homes or homes in our areas or murders that have taken place or deaths that have taken place at um, homes, apartments, old mansions, whatever you want to say. So I think it's really interesting sometimes to dive into that history and try to understand what happened and if there actually could be ghost or paranormal activity there. It's really easy to believe that when we think about ghosts and spirituality and people being on different planes or people being really upset um, that they died or that their spirit hasn't moved on to the next plateau or whatever you want to say. I think it's all about your level of belief and if you really feel like there's a scientific basis to it or you feel like there's a really a afterlife component to it, I think anybody can definitely um, go either way with this and there's no right or wrong answer, I feel. So let's see what she said. One thing to keep in mind if you feel activity in your home is that if you engage, you could open up more activity. You should always use caution. Using equipment or even speaking to spirits can invite them into your home or stir up activity. Simple pieces of equipment such as a twist flashlight or a motion light can be used if you want to engage to determine if you have activity in your home. You can also set up cameras, but again, I would advise and warn you may intensify activity. That is the thing. Um, So if you watch a lot of horror shows or horror stories or you've read about it, um, I think sometimes we think that, you know, if we do this, it's no big deal. It's just fun. But I kind of agree with what she's saying. Like if you invite that, you might invite a lot of other things that come along with that. And, you know, with it being spooky season, you know, we all kind of want to go out there and do our thing and have fun and deal with the paranormal or go to a haunted house or maybe have a seance or deal with a medium but we could be opening up other things that we're not prepared for and I think that is a real um that's a real concern because you don't know what is going on on these other spiritual planes or plateaus and If you open that up, you could be inviting more trouble than what you want and you could be experiencing a lot more activity than what you had prior and that could maybe make it a little worse for you. I think I would be a little more um, cautious in that department if it were me because I don't really want to open that up. I don't really want to invite anything um, more intense than what I've experienced here in my home. Um, What do you do as an investigator? So my friend Deanna, she is an investigator for the paranormal, like I said, and she has a group and they are out of Indianapolis, Indiana, and they do go to places and they have posted some things on their Facebook page where they talk about the things they've seen and the things that they've experienced. And she has sent me some videos and 
has given me chills multiple times to watch these videos. Um, I've seen it where there's like an orb of light. I've heard in audio clips where it sounds like somebody's talking and it's not one of the investigators. It's actually could be a spiritual presence. Um, again, it's all about what you believe. If you're somebody who believes in science and you believe that ghosts and all that and there's a plausible explanation, you may be able to explain it away. Or if you're, you know, more maybe like myself and you believe that they can communicate from the other side, the ghost or the paranormals, then go right ahead and believe that. Um, so here's what it is. What do you investigate? She said, we have a paranormal group on our Facebook called Paranormal Seekers of Indy. We have done many presentations at libraries and in our community to explain the overall paranormal. We have also investigated personal homes to gain knowledge of existence of the spirits. Most often we rent paranormal locations for our team to investigate and gain evidence of the spiritual world. There are many videos you can check out on our Facebook page and YouTube channel, so you can go and check those out. It's Paranormal Seekers of Indy. And like I said, they have some great videos. They have some things that will leave you with chills like it did myself. And it was very interesting to see this. And I can't imagine seeing it in person or feeling it in person. Um, if I got chills watching it, I think in person, I probably would have freaked out and wanted to run away if my feet would let me. Um, I think sometimes with the spiritual, um, and this time of year with the spookiness is definitely, um, a mixed bag of feelings. Um, we want to believe sometimes, but other times we want to explain it away because in our minds, we want to rationalize it, right? We want to make sure that we understand life and that it isn't complicated by something that we can't explain. So sometimes we want to just explain it away and not really believe what we felt or saw or um, trusting our instincts or our gut because we're concerned that, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like, I have to rationalize this. Uh, so I did ask what the most haunted experience was. And her response is that she has several, but um, her favorites include a location in Henry County called Thornhaven Manor, built in 1845. That was a stop on the Underground Railroad. We have caught many EVPs, which are electronic voice phenomena, sounds from an electronic recordings that are interpreted as spirit voices, and also captured a shadow at this location. This evidence was featured on the Travel Channel Ghost Brothers series. We also captured many EVPs from Civil War Hospital Home in Kentucky, known as the Octagon Hall Museum. So now we're dropping some locations where maybe if you're interested in that um, type of phenomenon or paranormal places, you can go. So again, there was a home in Kentucky called the Octagon Hall Museum. Well, not a home. It's um, War Home Hospital, known as Octagon Hall in Kentucky, and then... There was a location in Thornhaven Manor, and you can look that up in Henry County. I'm sure that's in Indiana as well, but those are two places that they talk about on here or that she chose to talk about. So my last question to her is, how can somebody who's curious about this start out? And I ask this question because, again, we're in, we're in Halloween, Halloween Eve. I will be posting this, so... 
I definitely wanted to ask that question because I think people are curious. I've been curious myself. I wanted to understand, you know, how do you start out with this process? What happens? I mean, you see it on TV, you see people talk about paranormal experiences, um, and you see all this and you're going, well, how does somebody start doing this? How does someone even know where to start with this? So this is her advice. You can attend open investigations in your area as most haunted locations offer tours. You can bring a twist flashlight, motion light, lighted cat, dog balls, candy, basically any object that you can that gears towards the location you're visiting. For example, a haunted location we frequent, we bring suckers as a child is known to be heard or seen there. We've actually had the suckers move when we offered them to the child. That is so creepy to me. I got chills as I was reading th- reading that. So I think it's unbelievable some of these experiences that my friend has had. And I think it's an interesting topic to explore. And whether I want to deep dive into this, I'm really not sure. But I think it is fun around this time of year when fall hits and Halloween comes. And it's not just always about the costumes. Um, I think it's more about or well, I shouldn't say it's more about, um, it's also about being open to these experiences and possibly feeling things and saying to yourself, is this real? Is this really happening to me? And I love that my friend explained it in a really layman's or laywoman's terms that we could be experiencing phenomena and we don't even know it. And I think that makes it all the more fun and all the more intriguing this time of year to try to understand um, the paranormal activity maybe we're experiencing or that thing we saw out of the corner of our eye or that presence that we're feeling or the little hairs on the back of our neck standing up. Um, And it's different than kids just pranking each other on Halloween. It's different than, you know, our children trying to jump out and scare us or vice versa. We're trying to, you know, scare them. I think it's a great thing to try to understand this side of it, to try to understand the investigation that goes on, to try to um, understand what paranormal activity is and that someone like my friend who goes out to these places or um, different states and actually investigates and sees what they see and like I said some people can probably explain it away and probably think it's crazy or it's um, bukkake whatever you want to call it I think but I think it's really a magical thing this time of year to try to understand that and to try to understand the other side of people who go out and seek these paranormal experiences and maybe one day I'll actually have the nerve to go out and do that Um, but again they're paranormal seekers of indie and they do have a Facebook page and a YouTube channel so I would go ahead and check it out and if you're brave enough and hopefully you enjoy this episode I wanted to do something a little bit different with Halloween coming up and not really um so serious and talking about relationships and everything because sometimes you need to take a break from that you need to do something a little bit different um so if you are listening i hope you enjoyed this episode